So if you have a Bible, turn to Galatians chapter 5. This is where we're going to start. In Galatians chapter 5, what we're doing is we're going to continue on in our, uh, the whole series of, of the book of Galatians, Living Free Under the Gospel of Grace. But I wanted to springboard off of what we talked about last week. So this is kind of a, a part two um, to, uh, to last week's, but it's really a, 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 a sermon in itself, but you'll see how there's a connection. Because last week what we talked about was our freedom in Christ, right? We talked about that we have been set free. We looked at Galatians 5, verse 1, said, For freedom, Christ has set us free. And we understand, I hope at this point, that what freedom looks like or what it is. And we understand that freedom is not just doing what I want, when I want, however I want, with whomever I want, and everybody else. You know, it's relative to me. I can, I can be my own person. I can be my own, really, my own God. I can have my own religion. And God's going to be okay with that. No, that's not what freedom is. Because that's a, that's, that's a lie from, from the devil. Is like, you can do whatever you want and God's going to be okay with it. No, no, you can't. I mean, just look at the, the text in which uh, uh, Chuckles read for us today. There's a lot of things in there that says, no, you can't do these things. Now, what I w- don't want us to do is fall into that trap, though. Okay, here's a list, because everybody likes lists, right? Here's a list of things I can't do. So don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Whoo, I'm good. Well, if, if you would notice, I, I love how it, it ends, that, that whole list um, ends uh, in verse... What is this? 21. Look at verse 21, the end of verse 21, after he says enviness and drunkenness and orgies and things like these. It's kind of like the all-inclusive clause. And what we're going to talk about today is what are these things like these? These things of the flesh. Because these things like these, it's, it, what people want to do is they want to say, well, it's not this, and I'm not doing that bad of a, of a job. I'm not doing, I didn't murder anybody. I didn't steal or this. I didn't. Well, well here, here's the thing. Anything that dishonors God or does not, how about this? How about that? It, it, anything that does not bring glory to God is included in there. Now again, I don't want you to, to, to think of this as a, a downer type message because I think that what we're going we're gonna to see um, today is there's so much freedom that we can have, but what we have a tendency of doing is using that freedom to do really stupid things. Anybody in here ever done a stupid thing? <laughs> <laughs> today? Right? Right? It, it, it happens, and I think that this is what, what, what we're going to be uh, really focusing on here is because when Paul talks about, uh, in, in Galatians 5 here, and he talks about freedom, and he makes this distinction uh, about those who are were trying to abide by the law to, to, to like earn their way into heaven, and, and these Judaizers, that's what, what, what uh, these, some people who came into the, the church, they were saying, you have to be circumcised if you really love, uh, if you really love God, and that's the only way in which uh, you can get into, uh, into the kingdom of God is through you know, abiding by the law. And, and um, you know, Paul blows up, basically, he does. And he says, well, you need to go all the way then. And we talked about that. If, you, if you're going to say circumcision is, is the, the way to go, then you're really holy if you just... Do the whole thing, right? We remember that part of last week. Oh, yeah. oh, we're awake now? Okay. We, we cringed a little bit, but here. Anywho, 
What we have then is right after he said that statement, and, and I don't, again, I don't bring that up so I could be, you know, the, the cool guy. I'm cool enough. I don't need to be any cooler. The cool guy that says that, he's, that we need to whack it off and everything. But as soon as he says that statement in verse 13, I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. Look at what's, or I'm sorry, at verse 12. Look at what verse 13 says. For you are called to freedom, brothers. Now stop there for a second. So he says, you know, those who, who are unsettling you, they need to take a drastic uh, uh, um, step because what they're doing is wrong. And the reason that they're doing this, all that is wrong because you are called to freedom. There's freedom in which we have. Now, let, let, let's look back at this a little bit. So what, what is freedom? Freedom is living the life in which God intends for you. That's what freedom is. Freedom is living that life because... The life in which God intends for you is way better than anything in which you can muster up. And, and I, didn't, I didn't expound a, a whole lot last week. I, I, I talked real briefly. But I, I think that, that as we look at these, and I know you wrote it down, that, that, that freedom is living the life that God intends for you. The life in which God intends for you is, is to be in relationship with Jesus Christ. To be in relationship with Jesus Christ. So understand this. That understand that Jesus is not an addition to our life. You don't, have, you don't get freedom because you add Jesus to your life. As if He is an appendage. No, you, you can live free in the life in which God intended to, uh, for, for you to have when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we talked, remember last week, if you didn't hear it, it'll be up on the, on the website and everything. But it, 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 we talked that it's not about this religion. Paul is saying that no, get away from this religion. Because the religion is going to put a yoke of slavery on you. It's about this relationship with Jesus. And this is what he's reminding his, his, uh, his, um, his church here, in, in the churches of Galatia. He's reminding his readers that... He just said this really stern, hey, these guys have jacked it all up and you know, they need to deal with what it is that, that they've done. But for you, brothers and sisters, that's, that, 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 that word there is brothers and sisters, you were called for freedom. Or for, for you were called to freedom. There has to be this realization. I, I love how, how uh, um, Kurt read out, out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 today. And how we have to understand. And this is one of those things that we have to understand that, that we're, we're a new creature. When we come to faith in Christ, we are a new creature. If you read back in Galatians chapter 2, you've heard me say this a bunch of times, that we've been crucified with Christ. Paul says, I've been crucified. So remember last week I said that we don't need to be carrying around this old, dead, rotten, nasty, stinky corpse, right? But that's what we have a tendency of doing. And what we have to understand is that the Christian life is one that is death to self. So as we die to ourselves, we have to understand that even Paul says in Romans 6 that we've been raised and to walk in a newness of life. And, and as we're going to see today, I, I think that, that one of these, the hardest parts about walking in the newness of life is thinking about the newness of life. Because what we have a tendency to do is we, instead of putting our thoughts on Christ, or even what Christ has done, 
Because that's where we have to really start, what Christ has done, and then putting our thoughts on who we are in Him. Instead of doing that, what we do is we think about who or what we've done. We have done. Don't don't, don't raise your hand, but I I know that there are a bunch of us in here that have the tendency to do that, right? That to have that, man, I... I want to identify with what Jesus has done and what he, who I am in Him, but I have a tendency to be drawn back to this, this old, rotten, nasty, crappy corpse. And, and what happens is when we put our thoughts and our, 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 our focus goes towards that, that old, what I've done, you, you've heard me say this before, that, you only, that, that we're all finite beings. Everybody knows that, right? I hope. If not, woo, revelation. So we're all, we're all finite beings. And you can only say yes to so many things. Right? right. Everybody? Is, is my wife the only one? Because she's heard me say it for 20 years now. Right? Well, not 20, because the first 10 were <laughs> not good. Any of <laughs> Not on her part. It was, me. I, it was BC and everything, whatever. Well, maybe not that one. Any of So we can only say yes. My wife said yes to me. That's a good, thank you for that, that illustration. My wife, I mean, in a Maybe that's not because and we'll get into polygamy and everything. I was just saying, my wife can only say yes to me as her husband, right? Yes. Yes, right? Do I? So you were saying about Galatians? Yeah, we were saying about Galatians chapter 5. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, you have to understand, though. If we are saying yes and entertaining our old, what we've already done back here, we are not saying yes to who we are in Christ. You see that? That's the whole energies. I know, bad, that was a bad path to get to that ending right there, but we got to that ending. That what we have a tendency of doing is spending our time and our energy on what has already happened in the dead, the rottenness, instead of spending our time and our energy of who we are in Christ. And then living out of the thoughts in which you have. Because, I, I, again, this is not anything new to you all. The way in which you think determines the way in which you feel, and the way in which you feel determines the way in which you act. Right? So if you want to change the way in which you act, you've got to change the way in which you think. Think about this. If you're always thinking about what the nasty old self has done, how are you going to walk in the newness of life? It's, it's not going to happen. What's going to happen is you're going to be white-knuckling things, trying to hold on to the steering wheel so hard to, 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 to get through life. Instead of thinking about, you know what, yeah, okay, that has happened, but what I need to think about is who I am in Christ. I'm a new, I'm a new creature. I, a creation. I, I, I'm a new creature. God has, has, has reborn the Spirit that's inside of me. So, so that's that, that understanding. When, when Paul is talking here, he says, he says, for you are called to freedom. Now, as I, I say that, I think that that's the, the, the big point. That's the tip of the spear for a lot of us. Because what we have to understand is we have to live in this. This next portion here, I, I think, is, is relevant for some, but not all. But we, have a ten, we need to make sure that we don't uh, fall into uh, this tendency. Because I think that what, what we could do is, is that we could go t- so, so gung-ho, and I'm using gung-ho in a really like, loose term. We can go so gung-ho, like, I'm going to do all this. I'm going to forget everything, which is good. You should forget all the, the, the lies behind you. But even Paul says, you were called to freedom. You were called to freedom, but look at this. Look at the, 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 uh, the second part of verse 13. 
Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Stop there. Yes, you were called to freedom. Yes, that we, God wants us to live a life that, that, he, that He intends for us. But Paul knows very well, as he's writing this, as he's inspired by the Holy Spirit to write this, knows very well that even when we are pursuing that, that life uh, 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 and living in freedom, that we have to be on guard. Because if we don't, if we are not guarding ourselves from things, and I'm just going to say things for a second, if we are not guarding ourselves from things, even Jesus says that the Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We can be focusing on living in here, but if we, if we act like it's all pie in the sky, and as long as, I, as long as I focus on Jesus, everything is going to be okay. And please, maybe you want to you'll talk about want to talk about this later. But it's kind of like that that one. I don't know. There's a I think it's a Colton Dixon song or something. It's just say Jesus. When you're in this, just say Jesus. Just say Jesus. Well, a lot of people just say Jesus, but they don't always say it in the right words, right? It's not all about just saying Jesus. In the sense, too, here's what we have to understand is I want to focus on this freedom, but what I have to be real about is there is a bunch of sinfulness going on all around me. And sometimes there's a bunch of sinfulness coming up from me, from the inside. That's why I love when when, uh, the Apostle John, he says uh, that if we confess our sins, that He is faithful and just. God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. But it doesn't end end there. It says, and purge us from all unrighteousness. There's this understanding that that as we are pursuing this life and and living in freedom, there's going to be an ongoing uh, purging of of, of the the nastiness that is inside of us. That doesn't mean that we we, we cling to and try to fight the, 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 the evil. No, confess our sins, and it says that He will purge us. He, who's He? God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, the Trinity, they're going to purge us of all unrighteousness. But, but I, I think that as we, as we look at this, what we, have to, we have to grab onto this liberty, not license mentality. Liberty, not license. What do you mean liberty, not license? Well, you were, you, you, you were free, we are free, but don't use that freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Well, I'm free. God loves me no matter what. You are absolutely right. But that doesn't mean God loves you no matter what so you can go shoot your neighbor. God's still going to love me. Yes, but you totally fail to understand what freedom is. Is that the life God intends for you? Well, you don't really know my neighbor. God really knows my neighbor, and he's a jerk. You're missing the point here. Understanding that if we're living in freedom, we're living according to the and living in the life in which God intends for us. So if we then go outside of God's standard and God's way, we can't say, "Well, hey, you know, God's grace is sufficient. I can do whatever it is that I want." You're missing the boat because then what you're doing is exactly what Paul is saying not to do here. He says, do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Now, this is not where we have to like walk on eggshells. What, what's an opportunity for the flesh? What am I supposed to do? No, 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 no. Paul's not trying to make things complicated here. Paul's very simple in what it is he's saying. 
Pursue God. As you're pursuing Him, be aware of things that are going on and don't fall into all of those things. And I love how he continues on and gives us some really practical principles, actually one practical principle here, and so that we can guard against this falling into or opportunities of the flesh. If you look at it, it says, but through love serve one another. Now, remember I told you I was going to tell you you're selfish? I, I think that, that, that this is where, where Paul is, is he, he's, he's combating this, this, this selfishness. He, he's saying that don't use, it, you, use your, your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. And as we look at that, well, we, we, we listed all of those fleshly desires. And there was a lot of different things there, right? All of those had me in mind, Right? My wants, my desires. And I think this is exactly what, what, what Paul is, is, is talking about here. He's saying, you need to live in this freedom, but you are not to be selfish about your freedom. Think about it for just, just one second. Just think about it. Just think about like how this freedom came about. It was the greatest act of selfless that even provided the opportunity in which we can have freedom. So Paul's saying here, these opportunities for the flesh, don't use your freedom as an opportunity to the, uh, of the flesh. I think that this is where, where church folk, we have to understand that we can't use our freedom for a license to be selfish. Because when we're selfish, we're not showing the love of Christ. We're not in acting and following the great commandment. Well, all we're doing is we're thinking about self-preservation. Now, no one in here is going to be the one like, yep, I'm selfish. I need to, I need to work on that. But we all, if we were to take, take one moment and just step back and ask ourselves, like, am, am, I, am I selfish? Well, wait a second, I, I'm not selfish because, you know, I love God. Okay, that, that's, that's a good start. Yeah, but I do this. I, 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 I read my Bible, and I go to church, or I you know, serve here, I do this. Okay, those are all good things. But why are you doing it? Well, because I want to feel good about myself. Selfish. It doesn't. You're absolutely right. It doesn't mean anything. It's all about the motivation. And I think that's what Paul here is talking about. He says that we can fall into this trap of selfishness. And this is, I don't know what the greatest battle in which we have in 21st century America, but I would say that selfishness has to be up there towards the top because everything you look at is talking about how you are unsatisfied or you're insufficient if you don't have this latest and greatest item or if you don't have this job. And it's all about focusing on the self, the self, the self, the self, the self. And, and, and there's an innate uh, uh, desire and a need inside of us to, to fulfill that. So I gotta okay get this and get this, and I gotta push in there and cram in so I don't feel that, that, that I am insufficient. And all we end up being then is selfish. Now again, I don't want people to think that like a, a good career is bad or a good family is bad or anything any of that money is bad. No, 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 not not, not saying that at, at all. 
But if, if any of one of those things becomes what it is that you're shoving into your hole to, to get fulfillment and to feel good about yourself, that's, that's the selfishness. That's what we have to, to, to really just uh, take a, ste- a step back and, and listen to Paul's words here. Because I don't, I, and I don't, I don't want to be selfish. It, can I be? Can I be? My wife says I can. I don't think I am. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> but even still, even still, even though we don't think that we're selfish, we can have a tendency to, to, to drift into there. And I think that's exactly what Paul is addressing here, is if we're going to drift into this selfishness, we've we got to be aware that we don't drift into this. And I think that the, the, the way in which we, uh, that, that we, we don't, maybe we don't even think about it, but the way, the way in which is probably the, the most prominent of being able or, or providing the way to drift into it is the devil is going to use uh, godly things. He's going to use things that are actually good things and, 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 and get you distracted. So it's like you're doing this activity. Oh, you, you know... That's a, that's, that's a women's Bible study. Or that's a, 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 a we're going to be doing Habitat for Humanity this year. So here, you're going to hear more about that in, in the future here. So, oh, I'm, I'm helping build a, a house. So, God, oh, I feel good. I feel good about myself because, you know, what? I'm doing something that God wants me to do. Can, can there be some uh, um, uh, uh, of God's fulfillment in that activity? Absolutely. If your motivation is, I want to serve God, and this is the way in which I'm serving God. But if we are saying, I'm going to go build a house, and then God's going to look at me and say, ooh, he built a house, or she built a house. I really like him now, or her. We're, we're missing, the, the, we're missing the, the, the boat here. What Paul here is saying is we have to be on guard. Make sure that we're not, you, this opportunity for the flesh, I think that what people do is have a tendency of just putting in sinful things in there. I mean, he does say a lot of sinful things. Sexual morality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger. <laughs> that like totally excludes any of us because none of us have ever been angry in here, right? <coughs> what, what, what does Jesus say if you, if you, you know, this whole about murder and anger and how it's one and the same? Rivalry, dissensions, division, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like, like these. I love how he says in verse 21, I warn you as I warned you before. I, for a preacher, this is awesome. Because what that is saying is, I need to repeat myself. Like with my children, I have to repeat myself. I mean, we had a knockdown, dragout fight out here in the lobby this morning with my 17 year old. I mean, some of you witnessed it my 17 year old and my 10 year old. You know, pray for pastor's kids. I'm just telling you. So we have to, again, I'm warning. And the same thing with Paul is saying here. You need to be warned. Because what's going to happen is it's going to creep in. These opportunities for the flesh, if we're not aware, they're going to creep in. And when they creep in, they're going to do damage. And he says, here's one safeguard in which we can have. So we're not putting these opportunities or allowing these opportunities for the flesh to come in. He says, but through love, serve one another. But through love, serve one another. Now, a couple of things here. Jesus talks in, in, in John 13. 
He says that, that, that my disciples will, will be known by the, their, their love for uh, one another. And Paul says here, through love, serve one another. This is where I think that we have to be careful. Because we have a tendency to, to, to gravitate, okay, through love, I love to do this activity, I love to do this, and I can serve people while I do this. So love and serve, oh, that's what they're talking about here. It's not, that's not what, what he's saying here. He's saying out of an overflow of love, primarily, first, on the top of the list, love for God, then service. All right? We have to understand that, that the love for God, and, and Paul says it in uh, Ephesians 2, that we were created for good works. And, and that, that creation for good works only comes after the, 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 that, that relationship in which we have with Jesus. It, because what happens is the tendency that people have is that they put the works before the relationship as if the works are going to get you the relationship. And no, it's, it's by grace you've been saved. It's by what Christ has already done. Now, since you have been saved, since you are now uh, in the family of God, the outpouring of that love, that, that, that manifestation of that love is service and good works. But I love how he says here, that he says, but through love serve one another. Again, I think that it's important for us to understand that, that um, th this, is, this is where, where we can have a, a, a bit of difficulty because we think it's just one another. Oh, that means all people. I, I'll, I'll tell you straight up here, this is one another, meaning those who are sitting around you. That's where service starts. Is it bad to serve outside of the walls of church? Absolutely not. Are we supposed to? Absolutely we are. But what we have a tendency of doing is serve the people that we don't see on Sunday instead of the people that we call our family. And Paul's saying, but through love, serve one another. If you want to combat that tendency to use your freedom as an opportunity uh, for the flesh, if you want to combat to, to use that liberty as a, a license for selfishness, you need to be serving one another. I'm not going to tell you to look around. Everybody knows who, who's in here for the most part. What, what does serving one another look like? I'm not going to give you a list. Because I, I think that, 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 that serving one another comes in all different shapes and all different sizes. I'll tell you a little a little story and 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 don't don't do like you all usually do it and and track my kids down and say hey your dad talked about you because it's a little bit not embarrassing but it's sensitive. One of my daughters, not my oldest one though. Um, <laughs> so you know you know I'm we're, we're going through a hard time not a hard time not like hard time like that like I'll put it this way, dad's going through a very hard time right now because she's at that age where boys are. Like cute and stuff, and right? Yeah, thank you. So me, me and Tom are, are starting a club. No, but but I I had this conversation. I had the conversation with her, and I I I felt so une, uh, unequipped, and I felt so I don't know. It, it was like I was I was stuttering and stammering. It was it was it was pathetic. It was. It was really pathetic. And trying to, to explain to my daughter, like, you know, these boys are dumb. And if you're in here and you're a teenager and you're a boy, you're dumb. I, I'm just saying, I was there. 
I get it. You, you have a one-track mind. We've we got to help purge that out of you. And I said, they're, they're not thinking straight. And, and, I, ha- and I had to, I, I didn't know what else to say. And in, in, my, in our talk, I said, you know what? You are more precious to me than anything. And uh, there is no boy, that, I don't care how much he says he loves you or how much flowers or uh, teddy bear, or what, did, what did he get? There, a bunny rabbit. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, I mean, it doesn't, I, I, nothing against teenage, well, yeah, a little bit against teenage boys, but uh, I'm just, you know, I, I have to understand that, that it's, it's that time. Where am I going? You'll, you'll see where I'm going with this in a second. But it's that time, I'm like, I'm like oh, what do I do? Well, then, what... what what, what, what sparked this conversation is a boy wanted to take her to the movies yesterday. And I'm like, no, I just, just no. I, I mean, it was no. So, hey, y'all can throw rocks. I, I mean, whatever. But it's just, we had, it's, that's not, not, not yet. So wh- why am I telling you this? Because I served my daughter all day long yesterday. What did we do? We just hung out. We went and got mom's Mother's Day present. Um, we went to Dunkin' Donuts. We went, and, I mean, we, 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 did, we, didn't, we didn't really do anything. Like, if you look back and, like, well, did we build a house in the service project? No. But I am, without a doubt, I know that I served my daughter in the way in which she needed served yesterday. And, and I think too often what we, we have a tendency of doing is we think so big, Oh, we gotta do this. We gotta do no, no, no. What if we just took a moment through love, looked at like how how, how can I how, how can I serve Kurt? How can I serve Jake? How can I serve Stephanie? Even though she makes fun of me at the beginning of service. How can you know, no? But but seriously, how, how can we, how can we serve one another? It, 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 maybe that is just a spending time with somebody, or or maybe it, it, it's helping them. You know, <laughs> mow the grass. Y'all can come serve me and mow my grass, right? Yeah, I know, I, I hate that. But, but, but think, it just, you can serve on many different levels, but understanding that the, the service is, is, is brought forth by love for God, love for one another, and it's just an outpouring. Now, if you serve someone and expect something in return, that's not service. That's enslavement. Yeah. That's understanding that what we have to do is like when we, when we are to serve one another, if we want to guard our hearts against selfishness, what can we do? We can be selfless. And we can, we can do that more often. I, I, I think that, that in this, this text here, we see that um, that's, that, that's what Paul is, Paul is really communicating. He, he's really communicating that, that this, this need that, yes, we live in freedom. But yes, we live in a world that's going to try to suck that freedom out of you. And we live in a world that wants you to, to focus on me, 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 me. He said we can't do that. Because once we do that, once we are, are, are focusing on, on, on ourselves and, and not on others, we're not showing the love of Christ. We're not, we're not being the disciples in which we, we're called to be. I put this, this whole message into one sentence. So if you have just been asleep, wake up, write this sentence down, and when you look at this and you hear this or whatever, just, just think about everything that we've just said. Because of the big idea, the sermon in a sentence, however you want to say this, is this. Live in the freedom 
God has fixed for you. Live in the freedom God has fixed for you. Not allowing your liberty to become a license for your selfishness. There's a lot in that. But if we are to live in the freedom, live in that freedom, enjoy that liberty, but understand that we can't use that as a license to say, oh, it's all about me. Jesus died for me, yes. And you, and you, and you, and you. you. We have a tendency to do that. We have a tendency to to, to build this, this, this isolation box, this silo. Well, it's just about me and God. When you say that, you forget the whole Lord's Prayer. I mean, that's just, one, that's just one illustration. What do you mean? Our Father. You're not. We're not intended to do this all alone. But when we think, we can like, oh, I'm going to just handle this all, and I'm going to walk this Christian walk all by myself. No, what you're doing is you're sliding into that license, like, and you're going to just... Uh, because what, what happens is in, in, in isolation... What you do is you, you make bad choices and you justify those choices and then it just starts to snowball and snowball and snowball. I, I'm not here and, I'll, and I would hope that we're not here to, to be people like to beat each other over the head. No, it's like, okay, you messed up. All right, let's, let's do what the Bible says. Confess our sins, repent of our sins. Let's move on. Because everyone in here right now has something they're dealing with. Everyone in here right now has to take a look at this and say, you know what? Am I living selfishly? Am I taking the liberty? Well, I'm a Christian. I'm going to heaven. Okay, great. Do you want to go there alone? The objective is for as many people as we can. We want a traffic jam at the gate. A traffic jam like the the, the New Jersey Turnpike trying to get on the toll road there, right? It's like, can't do it. We want a traffic jam at the pearly gates. And it's only going to happen if we can show our love, like Jesus says, our love for one another by serving. Let's pray. Father, we, uh, we thank you. Uh, Lord, we, we do love you. God, we ask that um, as all these ramblings and these, these thoughts and these emotions, and um, you know, God, the, the, the reality that the, the, the servant's heart is what was inside of Jesus. And the servant's heart is what we're to seek after. So not that we can receive and gain from it as much as we can display that. So Father, we ask as we talk about freedom, we talk about uh, this liberty in which we have that we don't have a tendency, that we, that we guard ourselves so we don't have a tendency to, to, to slide in to liberty. I'm sorry, to license from liberty. This license where I can, oh, it's okay, I can do it for myself. And no, God, let us, as, as uh, the, the people that are here now, as a, a, a whole right now, God, let us identify areas in which we are being selfish. And pause for my prayer. If you're in here and you're like, I know who she's being selfish or he's being selfish, I don't care. Back in the prayer, God, give them the strength, give us the strength to identify our own selfishness. And God, as we identify that selfishness, my prayer is that, that we can do something about it, that we can understand that that's, that, that's not the, the, the freedom in which you have given us. Not freedom to live how I want, but God, you've given us freedom to live how you have intended. So God, help us in that.
Lord, it's our, it's our prayer, it's our plea. Uh, Lord, I, I ask that, uh, you know, that, that, that the strength is poured out and uh, your throne is sought after. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen.